So I'm separating myself, no friends, no family, no job, no future. And I'm just sitting in this room, you know, just depressed, just with feeling completely hopeless. And that was my Brock bottom. It was the point, you know, where I was envisioning myself dying, you know? Mm. And, and, you know, so it was, this is where I was at. Watch this. Watch this. Yo, 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 what is going on, everybody? It is the Tony Flow Podcast. You know what we do? Got some good stuff for you. And I told y'all we got a treat the last episode we had. Told y'all we got a treat. We got, of course, my special guest host here, Shane, over here. He's going to be talking. And then we also got my one and only longtime friend of mine. He's started his own thing, doing his own thing. He knows how to get after it. But I'm going to hold you to it until after the intro. So here we go. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. All right. I have my cup of joe already, so I don't need another coffee or else I'm going to be overly caffeinated. Ain't nobody like that. I know Shane definitely would be making fun of me the whole time, so we ain't going to be trying to play that game. But as I said, introducing no other than my good buddy, Tyler Ferreria over here. He's got his own thing going on. He's actually just moved into a new location because he is growing. So, Tyler, what's going on, buddy? Yes, sir. I appreciate that. Man, man. Dude, you are more than a friend. To start off, you know, I'm, you know, I was only child back in the day, dude, and uh, I definitely consider you one of my brothers. Dude. To start off. Bro, I appreciate it. And hey, right back at you because it's been, gosh, we, we were, when it, our first class was in elementary school, it was like, <sighs> I don't even know. Third guess, grade? No. Second grade? I think it was kindergarten, my guy. Ooh, it's been a long time. It's been a long time. We've been Ms. buddies. Was it Mrs. Nash? I didn't have Miss Nash. Okay. I didn't uh, have Miss Nash. I had... So it must have been second grade. Then. Something like that. Yeah, we, Hey, we've been friends for a long time. We can't even remember. <laughs> That's what it is, right? So, yeah, man. Um, so, we basically just want to... I want to... I want to hear your story. I want to know what you started out because I know you started out going to school for something else. Ugh. You were doing that. And then all of a sudden it was like, you know what? As circumstances change, I'm going to go in this direction. So um, tell us, man. Where, so where did you start off? Go, start off from, from, from childhood. From childhood. So did you know what you wanted to do when you were a kid? Were you like, I want to be that? You know, or like, I want this is what I want to do. I mean, it's rare, I feel like, that that <laughs> even happens. But... Yeah, start from your childhood. Tell 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 us about yourself. You know, I would say weirdly enough that 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 is very rare that those two things happen to line up. You know, your childhood dream and where you end up in life. But I'm you know I'm lucky to say I think that I did as a child call in the future and the current present that I'm experiencing. Okay. And I think that it did go you know, in a, in many different directions, many different ways. Had to make a lot of adjustments. To get there, you know, I had a million different ideas, had to switch directions tons of times. But weirdly enough, the things that I dreamt about are still the things that I'm heading towards. And at times it didn't even look like it. Yeah. So if you want to start back um, childhood, I always thought I was going to be in the Navy. That's right. I remember yeah. you talking about talking about that a lot, like yep. Army and everything. Yes. Like I remember you being really into that stuff. And then it made me be like. Yeah, I like the army too. <laughs> you know, but uh yeah, so I I completely remember that and I completely remember you getting like your I yep, I remember even playing like games about it and stuff like, you know, kids. Oh, we had war games, always shooting games, war games, you know. Always. That's that's what I would always 
kind of aimed at. Um, and, you know, I think that really spawned from a call of service. It wasn't so much me wanting to be in the Navy because when you're seven, five, six years old, you don't even know what the Navy's about. <laughs> you know, even when you're 10, even when you're 12, you, you know, some people that are in the Navy still don't know what the Navy's even about. But um, I think it's always spawned for me. A, uh, it came from a place of service. I've always wanted to help people. I've always been infatuated with doing something much larger than myself. And so as I've adjusted throughout life and looked to do new things and, you know, try and pick out a career, they've always been serviced and help base. Yeah, for sure. And you can see that like with your, what you started out with, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I remember, so we grew up in Ventura, California. That's actually where we're at right now. We're supposed to be on vacation, but you know, Tony Flo working on vacation. We're working on vacation. Grind don't sleep, baby. Grind the grind don't sleep. That's (laughs) right. So, um, you know, we're over here in Ventura, California. And that's where we were born and raised, right? For until we until we were eighteen, I think both of us, right? You yeah. you because you went to college still yeah. in California, Southern California. Um, but I mean, we'll definitely get into what you got into there, like going to college for and all that stuff. But yeah, so you've always been interested in in helping people, Absolutely. so in one aspect or another, or or some sort of service industry or not industry i guess i don't know if he called the navy service industry you could could you you, would would it be would it be accurate um right on so you have so you're growing up elementary school you're like navy i like this and now did that change in middle school when you're growing up or were you like still pretty set on it i was pretty set on it still i was still in the navy or i was still thinking navy but then i had this always had this weird something right behind the curtain of that it's yeah. like I had the Navy was like kind of my conscious, like this is mm-hmm. what you're going for because you got to pick something because, you know, that's what everyone, all the adults in your life say. Yeah. You got to pick something. You yeah. got to, what do you want to do? What do you so, want to be when you grow up? Yeah, I remember yeah. saying I wanted to be a neuroscientist. <laughs> actually, I, actually, I said a brain doctor. That's what I called it. And I was like, I'm going to be a brain doctor. <laughs> it sounded good. And my, my dad's like, yeah, be a brain doctor and make some money because they make a lot of money. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. But yeah, for sure. What do you want to be when you grow up? Right. So that's that's kind of what I dealt with. And then behind that curtain of that answer that I would always have to give to someone else was kind of like my secret kind of aspirations that um, that I wasn't comfortable really putting out into the world quite yet. And that was always to just be filthy rich. <laughs> <laughs> the American dream. Yeah, right. Absolutely. And I think um, that also comes from my dad being an immigrant. And, you know, coming from the Philippines, you know, right. straight from the Philippines out of a bamboo hut, living out and you know, there's no running water, no electricity, dirt roads. That's dude. That's so interesting to me. I guess I've never really asked you about your dad's story <laughs> for sure. I knew he was Filipino. I absolutely loved playing basketball with him growing up. He was so stinking funny. I remember he'd put up a shot. Nowitzki <laughs> all the time. It was awesome. And um, so he your dad was an immigrant. Yeah. Um, and your dad became real successful himself. Like, I mean, he was a really smart guy, right? Absolutely. You know, um, he's my biggest inspiration. He's uh, as humble as he is, confident. And, you know, he's, he's climbed basically every rung of ladder that you can in life. Uh, you know, he was, he, was on the, he, was, he was even the dirt underneath the ladder at one time. He wasn't even on the ladder, you know what I mean? Yep, um, for sure. And, you know, not by any means is he, you know, like a mega millionaire having, having lunch with Jeff Bezos or anything like that. <laughs> um, 
One day. Yeah. <laughs> One day. But yeah, he did well. Uh, he's an aerospace engineer. So. Yeah. Again, really smart dude. And that's yep. interesting you say that because I remember in high school I was like, I want to be an aerospace engineer. <laughs> and that fell off pretty quick because I didn't get as good of grades as I probably should have right away. Um, but sorry, go on. We'll, we'll, maybe we'll dive into your dad a bit here. So you're in middle school. You're like, okay, I'm still pretty set on Navy. But yep. then you had the you, – but you did have some other aspirations that started developing, sure. right? So then, okay, you get into high school. What is there something that changed your mind that came up? No, I wouldn't say so. I was still pretty dead set on Navy at that time with, you know, still that aspiration of one day I plan on getting filthy rich. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I did follow that Navy aspiration. I took steps towards that future actively and I sought it out. So I did the summer program at Annapolis, the Naval Academy. And it definitely gave me a crash course on the military life, <laughs> to say the least. Going from like, like what, like what, like tell us, <laughs> tell us what, how was that? How was that experience? You know, it was that regimented life, as you know, to the point where they don't can you personally don't control what you do at any time of the day, mm. including your sleep. Ooh. It was your food. It was when you work out, when you read, where you walk, which doors you can go through, even where you can stand, even where you can look. Yeah. So did that kind of turn you off to what you wanted to do originally? Or were you still like, yeah, I like this. This is what I want to do. It gives me a sense of direction because that's why a lot of people go into the military service is that they don't have a sense of direction. They don't know what they want to do. So the military gives them that direction, that directive. All right. This is what you're doing day in, day out. This is your schedule. You're expected to be there. And then after that, you go into learning whatever you want to learn in the, in the military. And then you take that out of service and then you're able to find jobs or work that way. Is that something that you were still in, interested in? It definitely was. Yeah. I realized that I didn't want to be at the Naval Academy mm -hmm. per se, but I definitely still wanted to be in the Navy. It didn't scare me away. But at the same time, I knew that there would be a different route to where I wanted to go. For sure. And, you know, it's interesting you say that because I remember, I feel like I remember you telling me that you went and did that. And I was like, dude, this guy's serious about going to the Navy. Oh, yeah. I, I remember because we started like we we were still friends, but we were like into our own things. Right. We were we were not really hanging out with different crowds because we have always really had the same like group mm -hmm. of friends. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, we still do to this day. Yep. And but it was like we had developed different interests. Like I was into sports in high school and really was doing that and focusing on that. And you were a stud. And Way better than me in everything. <laughs> Gosh, I'm going to blush. You can't see me blushing. Well, the, the, the can't see it through my sunburn that I got here in freaking. What you need gosh. to do, I hate to cut you off real quick, but you need to start getting on YouTube, my man. People need to see these shoulders. Let me tell you something. If you guys, you know, uh, I told him. right? <laughs> I told Shane says I said so. I told you so. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so we're always doing our, we're doing our own things, but I feel like I remember you mentioning this to me and I was like, mm -hmm. dude, this guy's really going to the Navy. Like this guy's going to do it. And I, I feel like I remember you telling me about that. So you basically were, you basically were still set on it Yeah. when in, in high school, you're like, okay, I'm going to do this even so. Okay. Fast forward to senior year, mm -hmm. senior year of high school, still on your mind. Still like doing this. Yes. So did that decide where you're going to go to college was it because like okay i want to go to this school because it's going to help me go to the next step 
It was definitely a deciding factor. Okay. It was one of them. It was definitely one of the pulls that was going to tell me, hey, this is where you're going. You know, every college visit that I went to, all my research, you know, I'd made sure that they did an ROTC program. Right. So that was my adjustment to where, hey, I know what my dream is. And this is a, a principle that I still follow to this day. I never addressed my dream or my goal, but I'm always willing to adjust how I'm going to get there. So this is something that I kind of learned when I was younger, and I, you know, this was one of the first times I really applied it. Right. So, yeah. For sure. And I think too, like, like I'm thinking, okay, how about somebody who's thinking about getting to the ROTC program, mm-hmm. right? They're thinking, they're like, I do like the Navy, I like the military, mm-hmm. whatever. Do you think it's something that they definitely need? Like, I know that there's middle schools where in in Colorado that, um, not middle schools, sorry, high schools that have that this ROTC. Yeah. ROTC program. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's something that is going to benefit them going, getting into that as far as like learning discipline, learning what it takes and whatnot? Do you, is that something that you say, yeah, this is definitely something you should do? Or is it like, well, you could, but not necessary. Uh, you know, as far as experience it in high school, I definitely think that would be a good idea, you know, just to get your feet wet and see, you know, if that's really the kind of life that you, that you want to live and then transition into college and see if it still is. Typically, I feel like, you know, it's going to weed out the people pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's the point of it. Kind of either gives them a sense of discipline, helping them become more rigid or understanding of what their personal responsibilities should be. So it kind of helps them grow up and mature for certain people. Yeah. But other people that are interested, like you were, it's an eye-opener of what what am I getting myself into? It's kind of just, like you said, being able to dip your toe in the water and understand what you're about to walk into. Big time. Big time. It's going gonna, it's gonna to give you a real good um, scalable view of what to expect in the future. And, say, okay, and you really look at it and you say, okay, this is how they're living. This is how they're living their life. This is how they want you to be. Could I see myself being like this for the next 30 years? Dang. Can I see myself being like this for the next 30 years? Dude, with the body I have now, <laughs> tell you right now, I'd be like, yeah, I need to keep this skinny, skinny, cut-looking body. But right now, I've got that dad body kind of going on. Yeah, Dude, I, I would have smoked you with some PT. I, I would have I made you do burpees till you threw up. So you're saying 30 years, so you're going to make a career out of this, right? Definitely. That was the plan. So what was your perspective down that? What, what were you planning for the Navy? I really wanted, really wanted to be a jet fighter. I wanted to be a pilot. That just sounds cool. I know. Oh, I trust me. I had dreams. I literally had <laughs> dreams during this time, flying through the clouds, you know, playing in and out, and feeling the G forces on my face. Oh right? man! And hearing the engine roaring. Oh, um, you're making me want to go be a jet fighter <laughs> right now. Well, let me give you this too. Part of part of that vision that came to me, and you know why that goal came to me was for my 15th or 16th birthday. I can't quite remember. My mom took me to a place called uh, Air, Ace Combat or Air Combat. Mm-hmm. It was, I think it's Air Combat Tours down in San Diego. It was a cool, one of the coolest things I've ever done in my life. It was, the same, it was actually the same summer that I went to the Naval Academy. And they take you up in the airplane. And before you even get there, they dress you up in cool like fighter jet. Like, the jump, whole jump gear. Suit. This yeah. is how it's going to be, Hell boy. Man. Yeah. They, you know, they, they play the Top Gun music before you get on and everything. <laughs> Got to have that energized music. Oh, yeah. Set, set, set the tone. Set the scene. Yeah. So then you go up there. You know, I'm 15, 16 years old. And you're flying with an instructor who's like an old Vietnam vet. Old, you know, white hair, you know, you know crusty old dude, you know, old military guy. 
And then so what you do is the, these planes, they were Cessnas, um, they had lasers on them. So you would have a dogfight. Oh, oh, man, that's cool. It was sweet. And they took video of it. And What's the address of this place? I, <laughs> <laughs> can, I, can we go there tomorrow? I swear, it was Ace Combat or Air Combat down in San Diego. Dang. And it was the coolest thing, especially as a, as a kid who wanted to do that. So my dad was in the other plane. I was in one plane. Oh. And... Fought with dad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so the, so our instructors, who were really, really awesome guys, uh, they would land and take off for us and then, you know, kind of, you know, help us, you know, like a, like, a, like a test driver. And it was just the coolest thing that really got yeah. me into it. That, that sounds so sweet. Yeah. I want to do that right now. Did I ever show My adrenaline's video? bumping. <laughs> no, you have a video? Yes, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, I think I might. You have to show me again. Okay. okay. You might have to show me again. <laughs> That just sounds super awesome. It ended in me throwing up everywhere, but it was good. Oh, I bet, <laughs> man. Did they do a bunch of barrel rolls with you? You know, the, they would let you do loops, yeah. but no barrel rolls. Because oh. you you're still a kid. Is that, did that have a factor with it? No, I don't think so. I think safety-wise, you know, you, once you sign the waiver, baby, you're good to go. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're their property then, huh? <laughs> yeah, I think it was more so they didn't want me throwing up all over their, oh, their, yeah. their cockpit. Because especially if it's your first, because we're used to commercial airlines, right? Yeah. You get in there and you start getting wild. It, it gets to you pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, I've seen videos of them, of people just blacking out or even just spazzing out yep. in, right in the back seat. And it's it looks fun. It looks very, very fun, yep. but it looks crazy. <laughs> hey, and especially if you're claustrophobic in even the smallest sense, yeah, it's not Dang. It's not going to go well. But if you love to go fast, like I, I love going fast. If you yeah. love to go fast, it's a blast. Oh. <laughs> I like going fast. I'm Ricky Bobby. <laughs> I, I like going fast. <laughs> Dang, that's awesome. So, okay, you did this, and yep. you're like still set on it senior year, had a deciding factor yep. on where you went to college. Now, fast forward to college. Where did you go to college? What did you do in college? Uh, what? How did you get to? Now, now we're getting older, right? We're getting yep. older. Where did you get to now? How did you get to where you're at now, starting in college? <laughs> Quicker version here, so then I ended up deciding on San Diego State. We don't want the quick version. <laughs> we want the good, detailed version. No, yeah, seriously. So San Diego State, go ahead. Yes. So it was between uh, San Diego State, UCSB, and Chico. Those are those are the kind of choices that I, I got into Miami as well, but I didn't want to go that far. Uh, so that was kind of where I was deciding on. UCSB was too close to home for me, like literally too close to home. You know, it's a, it's a what a thirty minute drive. I wanted yeah. I wanted to be away for college. Like I actually go and have the experience yeah. and all that stuff. Exactly. So then I said, you know what? I went and visited, of course, and I said, San Diego State, they've got ROTC. It takes me far enough away from home. <laughs> it reminds me a lot of home at the same time. You know, it's a beach town. For sure. That's my spot. Dang. So okay. So you want to be far from home. And I feel like that's a, what a lot of kids want to do. They're like, all right, I want to be far from home, but not too far from mm-hmm. home. Exactly. Definitely like a safe spot for sure. Like they get comfortable with that. So you go to SDSU. You begin to get into these courses that are going to help you get to where you want to where you want to be. You want to be a jet fighter. So was there like a certain course you had to take because you needed this is where you wanted to end up? Was the Navy like okay, so what what requirements did you need to get to the Navy? As far did you just need to graduate? Was it just like okay, get your bachelor's and we're good or I don't know how it works, man. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So in order to even get to the point to where you can even submit what kind of job you want, you give them your top three choices. If you get what you get, you don't, you don't. Oof. You know what I mean? Oof. So even to get to that point, that's done 
the summer between your junior and senior year. So as a freshman coming in, you know, I'm looking at something three down, three years down the road. Yeah. So I have to kind of play the game for three years in order to even get to the point where I can give them the suggestions. Yeah. And then at that point, you have to get your pilot's test with your vision, your physical, and make sure that you can even physically pass that part, let alone even start doing anything even has to do with flying. Yeah, yeah. So that wouldn't actually happen until about, you do about two and a half years after college of actual training for being a fighter. So you're not, you know, I'm, I'm 17 years old thinking about something that I realistically, if I did, it wouldn't be in a cockpit until I'm shoot 24, 24, you know, 25. Yeah. So anything are any of the classes that you took in college, did that have a deciding factor of pulling you away from the Navy? Did anything spark your interest business wise or anything to pull you away from that thought? Well, yeah. So there was definitely a pivot that happened my freshman year. Oh, right at the beginning. (laughs) So right away he was like, wait a minute. (laughs) I was waiting for a good question. Like that was a great question, Shane. Yeah. So then a big pivot kind of happened to where San Diego state had a Navy ROTC program, but that was, that wasn't their main campus. I didn't know that when I was signing up. So their main campus, just not tell them about it. Yeah. (laughs) So like their, the actual Navy office was at UCSB. So it was really hard for me being in a new town, you know, younger guy, not quite as responsible as I am now, <laughs> to get in contact and make that happen with them. So while I'm trying this, you know, I'm calling these people, I'm not getting any calls back, you know, they don't know me, I don't know them. So it's hard. And I you know, I'm wandering around their campus, I only go three or four times, trying to find the office, can't find the office. The one time I do it's closed, you know. <laughs> you know what I mean? So but here's what I did. I mean, I signed up for the ROTC f- floor, the community. So the dorms I was in, everyone on the same floor was all ROTC military people, Navy, Air Force, mm. Army. That was it. It's that Marines. So then what happened was I was talking to all the Navy guys, or they said, oh, yeah, yeah, just call these people. And they were calling me back. And I was talking to people who wanted to do Navy. They're having the same problems as me. <laughs> but then, so then out of nowhere, I had this amazing human being step into my life. His name was Theodore Martin III. Great man. Yeah. Just from that name. Just from that name, you already know he's a great man. <laughs> he was. He's, he's a legendary American. Yeah, I, I, I hope he hears this. Um, great guy. Took me under his wing and uh, introduced me to the Army. He, uh, his, his family on his dad's side has had someone in the Army since the Revolutionary War. Wow. Dang. They're an Army legacy. His dad's actually a general. That's yeah. that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool to say. Yeah, I got a bloodline <laughs> of warriors. Yeah. Oh, he's a savage. Yeah, that's Just an, cool. How, so is this guy your age? Or I mean, like, who? Yeah. who okay. Yeah, yeah he okay. was on my floor. He was he was on my floor. You know, we were both freshmen on the ROTC floor. He's from uh, Rhode Island. I actually, yeah, from Newport, Rhode Island. I actually went and spent a part of a summer and a winter over there with him and his family. They brought me Dang. in. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, they're Oops. they're just yeah. one of the most, some just the most amazing human beings I've ever met in my life. Um so then, yeah, so he turned me over to the Army side, and he helped me with the people in the Army office, filled out the paperwork and everything, and I ended up getting a, 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 a not a full-ride scholarship, but at that time, it was a three-and-a-half-year scholarship. Ooh. You did? I did. Oh, snap. Dang, yeah. that's cool, dude. Yeah. So, so you went from Navy to Army. Just like that. You're like, yeah, Army's, this is where I'm going. Yep. <laughs> okay, so go ahead. So was that just because of the people that – that were that you were networking with with this kid mm-hmm. so is he the main reason why you were attracted to the army or was it was there a program that sparked your interest that's interesting so part of it was i was flexible in that 
again, my goal was always to be service oriented, was me serving my country. So I kind of put a set aside, I don't want to call it the selfish goal or like, you know, the, the dream, but I put aside the fact of, dude, the only way that I'm going to serve my country is to fly airplanes and I'm not <laughs> doing anything else. So I gave up that and I thought it was kind of more of an act of humility. Some people might think it more of it of, hey, you gave up. It is what it is. Um, but, you know, the scholarship was there, which was really needed at that time. This was around the time my parents actually were getting divorced. Mm-hmm. So that was definitely a big part of it for me was, was the scholarship, sure. was the connections in the Army, was the how realistic are you? is it that you're going to be a jet fighter? Mm. You know, I got to the point where I started talking to other guys on the ROTC um, floor who did more research or whose dads were jet fighters and stuff. And, you know, and, and back even back way back when I was at the Naval Academy, you start learning the percentages of, okay, are you, so all these kind of factors of, you know, slim chance of being a jet fighter. I could use a scholarship. I'm, not, I'm having trouble getting into the Navy. So I just kind of felt life was kind of pulling me this way. And it felt right, so I fell into it. And I just and I went with it, and it still didn't change my ultimate goal of wanting to serve my country, serve other people, and be part of something bigger than myself. Yeah, it definitely helps when you have people kind of walking you through what what you should do, giving you recommendations, yeah. opening up doors to you. Yeah. And the way they're the way they're you're describing their family, they just opened up their home to you and welcomed you in as one of their own. Whereas you're trying to get into the Navy, you could barely get into the dorm, you couldn't make any contact, and that, that door kind of just slammed shut for you, which was unfortunate for the Navy. I mean, just talking to you for the brief time that I have, I think you're a great guy. So sorry for the Navy, man. <laughs> <laughs> you guys missed yeah, you out, did. dude. <laughs> you got a great guy. So what, what happened from there? After that happened, once you got introduced to the, the Army side from this young man, mm-hmm. what happened from there? So from there, you know, I did my four years of ROTC and which meant, you know, getting up at 4 a.m., you know, five days a week, trying to be in college, trying to do that, you know, for four years straight. You know, starting from the bottom being just, you know, and, and you call it, it's an MS-1. That's that's like the rank that we use. Um, so there's MS-1, MS-2, MS-3. And then when you're senior year, you get like real like army ranks. So just put in the grind, you know, being there at PT every morning, you know, and P- PT is physical training for those of you who, who don't know. Sorry. Uh, I'll try not to use military terms here, military lingo. PT is, you know, you get up early in the morning and you go out on long runs, you do your push-ups, sit-ups, you know, everything. Um, and, you know, and you bond and, you know, you feel a little pain. What what characteristics did that work out? Like the, the, the bad characteristics and what good characteristics did it develop while you were there? Especially being in a college atmosphere, it teaches you a lot more discipline than most other people in college have. You know, um, you got to be way more on point with your time management. You have to be way more on point on when you're going to get to bed. And then on the flip side of that, the negative that you mentioned is when you don't, it hurts even worse <laughs> because you still have to be there at 4 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, if I was nice, responsible, I'm going to get to bed by 9, 10 o'clock, you know, get my good hours of sleep in. And then, you know, of course, there's those nights where I'm up till 1 o'clock. Mm-hmm. For two sure. o'clock <laughs> for sure that is definitely something that i know the feeling of and that is not a fun place to be in either waking up and having to get after it after that mm-hmm. so with people screaming at you in your face yeah yeah, yeah i i mean I, didn't, I haven't had that but yeah for sure that'd make it that much more like yeah lovely yeah so you acquired so i mean 
honestly, honestly, from, I mean, growing up with you, I know that we were both pretty disciplined growing up because we did sports together mm-hmm, and stuff like mm-hmm. that. We played basketball. We we're on a basketball oh, team. Many teams. Yeah, we, we played a lot of sports growing up. So you kind of already had that, that, that going for you when it came to discipline. So I'm sure that definitely helped. So when it came to, when it came to, I'm sure it probably helped you growing up as well like you're like okay i got to grow up pretty fast and learn how to prioritize right i got to prioritize i got to set some goals right so we our last episode that that shane here was with me on was about setting goals and if you haven't listened to that go check that out just saying that that's all just saying that to anybody who listening but so you set goals right so you was there was there something that you're like okay I, I want, I'm going to establish this. I need to, I need to hit this mark by this time. And you were setting goals for yourself. Is that mm-hmm. something you were continually doing all, oh, all the time? Absolutely. And so with, along with that, you, so you are, so go to, okay. Where, where exactly? And when it came to the army, were you like, did, was there another pivot that took place where you're like, well, I don't, I'm not exactly sure I'm going to hit this. I'm going to, I'm going to go into the army mm-hmm. or was it, was it, did something happen? What, I mean, what events led up to, what events led up to? Dowie, here we are today. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what events led up to there. that? We're getting there. There's, um, there's one more real nice big pivot that I, that catapulted me to where I am, uh, today for sure. So during my time at college, ROTC was my consistency. As far as my degree, that was a different story. I was all over the place. I started off kinesiology. I've always loved sports, loved the body. I think it's fascinating. I think it's absolutely the most beautiful creation that's ever been made. I think the human body is elegant. You know, everything about it is just absolutely, it, it fascinates me. Miraculous, right? Absolutely. And I definitely, I know what you mean because that's something I experienced even just going through like something like, a, I went to EMT training and stuff like that. And I thought the same thing like when it came to, just how biology, the biology of the human being and how everything functions, the physiology of everything, everything has to work perfectly. And to me, oh. I was like, this is miraculous how this even, yeah. how we function on a daily basis. It's a system. It, it is the world's most complicated system that is always working. I mean, all system, all, you know, all the natural systems are always working, but <laughs> I, I really think it is just an absolutely elegant system that is just, I can't imagine how, <laughs> it blows my mind. It yeah. absolutely blows my mind. So I started off with kinesiology there. And then I switched within kinesiology three different fields because under kinesiology, you could do physical therapy, you could do personal training. So I was, went back and forth kind of around those, bounced apart. And I have a super Asian dad. He said, Tyler, you have to do this. So, so <laughs> it's a good job, you know? So I had that kind of pull always happening on me too. Like, oh, you have to do this. Oh, oh. you know? <laughs> you make him sound like he's super Asian. He, he is, dude. He still has the accent, does dude. He, does oh, he? Yeah, oh, I love your dad, man. Your dad, is, <laughs> your dad is so funny. I love that guy, man. I need a, uh, he's in Las Vegas right now, huh? Uh, he's part-time in Vegas. And then he's still also in the Nard as well oh really yeah dude sweet oxnard (laughs) (laughs) shane's not a local to ventura (laughs) what's the nard yeah definitely okay sorry didn't mean to cut you off so you're fascinated with the human body yeah how it all works i'm switching degrees i'm sorry i'm switching degrees switching majors and then finally you know i'm kind of getting frustrated on that front like dude you you got to pick something and stick with it because you know now i'm taking units that aren't counting and other in other degrees, you know, I'm, I'm kind of spinning my wheels there. And so RTC is consistent. That's kind of going back and forth. I finally said on history, I'm like, I look, people always said, choose something you love, choose classes that you're going to enjoy. 
I said, I love history to death. I'm going for history and I'm sticking with it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. So was that, okay. I definitely, I really like history as well. Was it something that, okay. So where did you, what did you look further in the future where you're like, okay, what, so what can I do with some sort of history degree? Absolutely not. <laughs> you're just like, I love it. I'm going. Yep. I had from the beginning, not from the beginning, since probably my, about my sophomore, junior year, I realized I was probably not going to choose a, a, a field, a career field based off my degree. Just from the people I've spoke to at, after college, the percentage of people that did not follow that same path, they didn't do the same thing that their degree was. I just felt like I was also, I was going to be one of those people, especially because I was switching so much. <laughs> so, you know, so I just went, you know, I'm just going to get a degree. I'm going to get a degree. I'm going to have one. I'm going to have that knowledge. I'm going to have that fancy, expensive piece of paper that means <laughs> so much in this world. Yeah. And like you said, <laughs> ever since freshman year, you said you were going to play the game for three years. That was the goal. Yep. You didn't really have a goal of what you wanted to do in college. You just know you wanted to serve and be and serve the country. Yep. So Navy, Army. Now you're finishing up. Yep. You're wrapping up your degree. You got it done. Mm-hmm. But of course, you didn't. You weren't thinking about how this is going to translate into there. You're just trying to play the game so you can yep. get in, set, send in your application, right? Yep. Okay. So go ahead and continue from there. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Thank you. So then here comes the the big pivot that happened, which really shook my entire Drum life. Drum roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is the part where uh, it really shook my entire life, um, and to this day, I've very I've gotten a lot more comfortable speaking about it. But for the longest time, I couldn't even speak to a soul about this you know it 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 totally shook me to my bones and um it started the most beautiful journey that i could possibly imagine and i'm so thankful that it all happened and so what happened was i ended up getting kicked out of the army whoa kicked out of the army yep yep how so how how what yeah. happened yeah. <laughs> so we you know when you sign up for ROTC and you sign up to be in the army you have certain parts of your contracts you have to fulfill part of me going around circles for too long with my degree was i wasn't finishing in time mm. unfortunately dang so i f- unfortunately breached my contract with army ROTC and so now there goes my consistency mm. there goes my career there goes my future and now I'm spinning around on a degree that I have zero intention of using for my career, <laughs> for my future. <laughs> Perfect plan. Yes. Yeah. So, okay. So you had a situation come up that yep. was the, probably something, I mean, you weren't expecting it, right? No. I mean, it. you had stuff happen that was leading to it, right? You knew you were running around kind of in circles when it came to choosing what you wanted to do. And it bit me in the butt. And it bit you in the butt, right? So you had this circumstance happen bad circumstance and you said you know what this sucks <laughs> i'm going i'm i'm not doing you got you got pushed out of your comfort zone right you've been comfortable with the navy ever since or at least some sort of branch of service right mm-hmm. you want you're like i'm going to do something along these lines you got comfortable with that all of a sudden boom push out of your comfort zone push out of your comfort zone and then it's like oh my gosh what is going on what do i do with my life so what so what is your mindset right now when you you get kicked out of the military like what in the, I would, this is what I was going to do. I was going to do this. So what, what's going on in your mind? What was going on in my, my mind went through a a wide array of emotions and states to say the least. It went from complete shock and panic to nothing to a deep depression 
to rebuilding, finding myself, getting strong, and then thriving. So I went from the deepest, darkest place I could ever be in where, you know, like you, like you just said, my entire purpose. definition, my entire purpose, my entire self-identity, the thing that I am, the thing that I was, the thing that I'm going to be, present, future, and everything, was gone. So I had to reinvent myself completely. So yeah. that was that was tough. Yeah. That so, was super tough. So along the way, where what helped you process all those emotions, all those circumstances mm. that you're in? What what got you through the for the people that are listening that are that possibly are going through those same feelings, those same emotions, or even the same circumstances that, that you just went through or went through back then? What helped you through and what can you tell the listeners that can positively help them? That's an absolutely wonderful question. I think that's super useful for everyone that's listening. And again, you know, I'm only speaking for my own experience. So, you know, don't go out and you know, think this is <laughs> but the... But Tyler said... <laughs> yeah, yeah, golly. That's the, don't do that. I, I can point you in the right direction where I, where I have some good sources, some good wells that I have pulled from. Don't, don't, I'm not the war source. I'm not the well here, guys. Uh, but I, I'll tell you this. It, it came from, one, growing my relationship with God. That was hands down best thing i could have ever done there it is <laughs> that's number one Num- <laughs> number one and you know once i you know uh, there's a lot of things that came behind that but that ended up being a cornerstone in my life i grew up catholic but i never was like a real church goer i wasn't like super spiritual or religious but you know i had morals and principles that lined up along those lines and everything but then once i really started to focus like physically focus every single day on developing a better relationship with God. That was the beginning of a good start. So who opened that door to you or was that just something you sought out yourself? It was, it was something that's interesting. Yeah. That I completely sought out on, on my own. Um, and I think that came from, I spent a really long time at one point living in a studio completely by myself, shut in it. There was a whole month where I didn't speak a word, not out loud once. Yeah. And, um, I just thought a lot for a long time, just dead quiet. <laughs> Man, it's like you're in jail. Yeah. It's oh, like I put being my, in jail. Oh, what up? I can't believe you just said that. I was <laughs> in my own jail in my own head. There Physi- it is. Physically and mentally. So you get to this point where it sounds like, I mean, at least because, I mean, you've grown up, your parents obviously were great influences for you. Your dad was, I mean, to say the least, living the American dream, he... Immig- uh, was an immigrant, came here, became an aerospace engineer, which is a very, very prestigious. I mean, I look up to something like that. And I'm like, man, that is awesome. And then, so you've had this upbringing, right, of, of these positive influences. You're thrown into something like this. It falls out from under you. And then you get down and you're experiencing depression. You're experiencing like consistency is gone. Unco- my comfortability, not existent. Yep. Yeah, exactly. The the thing that you were building your foundation on, right? I yep. mean, your purpose on at mm-hmm. least. And it, no it's foundation like, too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you, I mean, you're all these things are slipping out from under you, yep. and it gets to that point where, and I would say, where God is like, I'm gonna put you into a place where you're focusing on me, mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily uh-huh. He's looking out for such a, not that He put like like He was like I'm gonna put him in rock bottom, but I think God does that with a lot of people where He's mm-hmm. like. Look, man, I'll, you're on the mountain right now, but 
let's see what happens when you're in the valley, you know? And I think that's where a lot of people desperately reach out to God. And that's why he's like, all right, then let's build you back up, you know? And, and so you're, okay, you're in, you're, you're at this point, right? You're at this point where you're, what do you do? What do you do now? I'm, I'm experiencing all these things. I'm growing my relationship with God. I'm starting to kind of grow out of this. What, what happens now? Well, let me just make one comment on rock bottom. Every single person, and I truly believe this, needs to go to rock bottom, if not once, a few times in their life. I would agree with you. I think it's necessary to learn who you really are, what you're made of, and the things that you learn at rock bottom are the things that you're going to that are going to carry you into your future. Yeah, it's definitely a foundation that you build up on your own. It's not something that's given and laid out to you. You develop it on your own. You see what you're really made of. You see the characteristics you truly have. It's not some. It's not a facade that you put out there for your friends <laughs> or people. That, that all that gets thrown away because you know who you really are. Mm-hmm. Once you hit hit rock bottom, that's something you have to deal with. That's something you have to address because you you. It's an issue. It's something that's inside of you that you got to work out to be able to function in society properly. Yep. And you know, and to your point, Shane, everyone has different levels of rock bottom. For sure. Yep. And everyone deals with them differently. Yeah. So it's 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 right now we live in a culture where everyone kind of wants to make argument. Well, 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 my day was worse than your day. My <laughs> childhood was worse than your childhood. It's not about whose is worse. It's about we had the same shared emotions at one point. I, it's you had that experience. I know what that feels like because I've had my own. Yes, yes, and that's the what that's kind of how you get a sense of camaraderie with friends with mm. with people when they yep. have that same experience and you meet someone on the street and you're able to mm. vibe with them in that certain way. It's it's because you have that you've been that through that same experience and you've hit rock bottom and you built up from there yep. and you're able to encourage each other. You know the buttons to push to help them do better for themselves rather than someone that you don't know that has an experience that when you try to share those experiences, they, for some reason, it's always coming back to them and they had it worse than you. It doesn't matter what you say. It's always (laughs) their situation is always worse than yours. Rather than if you were to talk to someone that had the same experience as you, you guys are encouraging each other. Uh. It doesn't matter who has the worst circumstances. You guys like, Oh yeah, that's good that you did that. What are you going to do from there? Or how can you do it better? I love that you brought it up how you make that sort of experience hitting rock bottom makes it relatable to other people because, and I hope I'm not reaching too far into what I said earlier about how beautiful this journey has been to this day. I still use the experiences that I've had and the principles that I learned during that time. And I, I now I actively seek and search every day. I look for the opportunity to lift someone else up to encourage someone. So now I realize when someone else is in that spot and I see it over social media or I see it when I look in their eyes or how they're speaking to me or how they're referring to themselves. And now because I've been there, I can do a better job of lifting up that person and helping them out. And this is something I do right now to this day. And it's weird how many people reach out to me now and search or not search, but ask me for just, just want to share with me. Or maybe you want to ask me for advice. And the only reason why people do that now, and I'm seeing this increase, it's super weird. To me, it's super <laughs> weird because I don't think I have a single answer in the, word, in the world. But people search me out sometimes to talk to me about an issue they're having because they know I'm going to give them objective advice and that I have had experience that will able to give something that might be useful to them. 
Yeah, and that's interesting too, because I mean, maybe that's something too that God's using you for as well. You know, where He can look. I put you in this area. You knew you actually responded to it right, and now I want you to give others the answer too, because you now have the answer as well, and or you know the answer, you know. And so, I think too, it's important too to 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 realize, you know, for one. Like you said earlier, right? Rock bottom is, well, my rock bottom is worse than your rock bottom, you know? And it's like people measure it by the events that took place, right? Rather than realizing that depression is depression. Yeah. You know, um, lack of self-confidence is lack of Mm self-confidence. It doesn't really matter what happened to get there. The fact is, is that you're experiencing this right then, right now. So you have, so, uh, and, and also hopefully people that are listening to, where we will give Tyler's contact information out, you know, so that way you can see what he's going on with his business that he's actually going on and growing. And also, so, hey, if you're going in through this experience, you can reach out not just to us, but also to Tyler as well. Um, he's been through it, you know. So, um, okay, so you are in this spot. Yep. You've realized, like, okay, I've hit rock bottom, developing my relationship with God. Where do you turn after this? Where, where, where? What was like? Okay, when, when did you hit? Like all of a sudden, boom. Hold on. Before that, I, I do want to bring it back to what we, how we originally got on the topic was what, what around you helped you. The first one was God, and I think you had a couple more other points to hit that you wanted to. <laughs> Definitely no. And and before I even answer that, Shane, let me let me frame my rock bottom, because I you know people have certain degrees people. And I think it's important to to share, you know, what I considered rock bottom. So maybe someone else who's maybe going through something can have some sort of scale and maybe see where where they are and if they're if they really consider themselves a rock bottom. One, I sat in a room and smoked weed like it was my job. <laughs> Nine to five. I think we've all been there. I'm talking at least at this table. <laughs> <laughs> I was just just trying to numb myself beyond a, a fun level, you know what I mean? And, but well beyond that. So at this time I was dealing with my parents' divorce. Mm. I felt like physically on the inside, the story that I was telling myself was you don't have a family. Mm. So now I'm jobless, careerless, futureless because the army's gone. I have a degree that I don't want. So future, <laughs> future, future's looking just trash. Right. And then, okay. And then on top of that, well, you know, for the last couple of years, you've been kind of dealing with your family's divorce. Now it's all going to hit you all at once. And so now it feels like you don't have a family. Yeah, because before that, you had an objective. You had direction. Yep. You had the ROTC program. You're going to school. You had classes. Mm-hmm. You're pushing through your way, pushing through that, and it was kind of blocking out the situation at home. Yep. But now that's gone. Yep. Now you're smoking a substance that gets you obsessed on thoughts in your head, mm-hmm. and you dwell on it. You manipulate it. You see it in different angles. And you're, it's just consuming you. Absolutely. You couldn't be more right. That's exactly how it felt. Speaking it, from experience. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so I'm, I'm jobless, futureless, familyless. I separated myself from basically all my friends except a chosen one or two. But even then, you know, they knew something was wrong. I was pretty distant. I, I used to have a lot, a lot of friends. You know, I, I really cut back. So I'm separating myself. No friends, no family, no job, no future. And I'm just sitting in this room, you know, just depressed, just with feeling completely hopeless. And that was my Brock bottom. It was the point, you know, where I was envisioning myself dying, you know. Mm. And, and, you know, so it was, this is where I was at. And I couldn't help it but think those thoughts. I, was, I would even try not to. I'd be sitting in my car and then in my head would pop up, dude, just drive off the cliff. 
You have that I mean. demonic activity in your head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't believe it, but weed kind of opens your mind up to that because it does branch out into those areas. And when you kind of branch out into those areas, it's very hard to shut off, especially when you don't have any positive influence inside yep. of your life. Especially if you're isolating yourself yep. and not even allowing that positive influence to find you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So then besides my relationship with God, which was the f- part of the foundation, uh, was definitely getting getting one, my identity. I needed to reinvent myself because I was Tyler, the army guy. So Tyler, the Navy guy. So what brought those thoughts up that you had to reinvent yourself? What came, what brought you to that point to, all right, I got to quit thinking this way. Mm -hmm. I got to break out of my shell. I got to, I got to stop doing this. Well, before we get to that, we are going to have to cut it a little bit short here. We're running a little bit over our time. So expect a part two. We're going to get to how Tyler reinvented himself, how he came up out of this dark place and so stay tuned part two of this interview will be coming at you tyler we are looking forward to it part two coming at you soon this is morning joe with tony flow